What's worse, a shaved lady mustache, which Scott has just informed us. I don't even need to hear the other thing. That's worse. (laughs) Than a fully fully bleached blonde mustache, like on a Persian woman. You just named two bad things that I can't choose between. Welcome back to What's Worse. (laughs) With us today is special guest, one of my very good friends. Yay. uh, Fellow funny lady, kill me. Uh, Maya Bialik, you guys, you might know her from being on, I think it's the number one TV show in the Number world. one comedy. Number one comedy. In America. In America, Big Bang Theory. I was sitting next to someone on a train in the UK recently. <laughs> Big dude, like rugby player in a suit, like didn't belong in the suit. And he was watching Big Bang Theory oh on his God. laptop. And I had to say, I'm friends with. And I said, <laughs> I said some of them, so it wouldn't sound so weird. I don't know anyone else. And then we got a whole, and I became the authority on TV and how it worked. He had all these questions, and I was like, oh, boy. Uh, she is the author of Boying Up and Girling Up. You might remember that book from before I had this podcast, but I moderated her panel at The Grove. True story. No big deal. <laughs> um, and so we're going to dive right in. Mayim, you are a neuroscientist. I nope. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fellow Jew. Jewess. Jew, that to me sounds anti-Semitic. Oh, okay. Don't you Jew think? it is. Jew it <laughs> Jew, but like pointed. Yeah. You're vegan? Yep. Kosher. Yep. These are not things that I do, but I am Jewish as well. <laughs> so people are really ignorant about that. They'll be like, oh, can you have bacon? I'm like, yeah, we can all have bacon. I've had three very educated good friends of mine ask me why Jews don't read the New Testament recently. It's not that I think they're ignorant. I think there's a lot of misinformation about Jews. <laughs> I think there's that. I think that's for anything, like trans people, black people. Like everybody's got questions, but no one's allowed to ask. We don't read it because it's not our book. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was like, book. no insult. I'm sure it's great. It's not my Are book. Are you? We well, don't I don't know. know. We don't know. And we don't care. <laughs> it's I not want our you thing. to read it and enjoy your religion. We have other things. I'll read parts of it for an understanding, but I don't read the New Testament. I'll read the line that someone holds up on a sign at a football game. John 316. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People love that one. All right, Mayim. I always wonder, like, how, how jealous are the other apostles that, like, John got that? <laughs> and, like, Luke is like, I'm just on someone's bicep. <laughs> so we have called <laughs> questions. Yes. And thank you for these pumpkin cookies, which I dug into, and you're like, oh, you're supposed you to heat them, heat them up. You're going to heat them up. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's pumpkin. Pumpkin everything. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, people have written in questions. They've written in questions specifically for you. I have wow. also taken a fine-tooth comb and applied my own... Um, sensitivities like I don't put in any bullshit questions about Blossom I don't know how you are about that I'm fine about I mean whatever you well I would snap oh no I'm okay with really whatever whatever you want because this is your because I feel like people ask it to be rude sometimes oh I also feel like people like do you still wear a hat yeah like that there's one or two questions in there but like anything (laughs) that felt like it was dismissive like I'm doing a movie with Mark Wahlberg right now, and they're like, "Oh, how's Marky Mark?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's obviously not going to get an answer." Yeah, well, that's just kind of dealing with humanity. Sometimes people say really dumb things. See, wise Jew, <laughs> DB Whiteside said, "We're going to dive in with a lot of questions directed at you because you are a major celebrity." And people had, <laughs> we had so many questions that I had to pay Emily overtime. Wow, so she would. That's not true. Do, do I don't you, pay her by do the you hour. need me to chip in? Oh, okay. Actually, that'd be great. <laughs> um, I know you make a lot of money, and like you're very low key about it, but. You make so much. You don't even want. You don't even. It's so awkward. I also pick up pennies off the ground and I keep them. That's fair. You know what? Everyone needs a hobby. <laughs> DB Whiteside says, "Hi, Mayim. 
I'm vegan. My seven-year-old daughter is also. I was just curious how you handle situations where your kids are at parties or friends' houses and they offer nothing vegan. My daughter never eats the non-vegan items and doesn't have the desire to, but she gets upset at the fact that she can't have a treat while everyone else does. You need to send her with her own treat. Done. That's a practical mom right there. <laughs> well, and let her know that not everyone in the world is going to be sensitive to her particularities. Welcome to the world. You are my kind of vegan. You don't put it on anyone no. else. I know it's not for everyone. Yeah. Some people show they love animals by eating them. It's true. I show I love animals by not eating them. I don't eat It takes all, all kinds. It does take all kinds. And maybe you're doing your part in other ways. I'm talking about myself. Like, Sure. I, I'm not a vegan, but I rescued a dog and I recycle. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a friend who's a vegetarian, and every time we always go out to eat, I remember she always be like, "I'm fine. I'll find something." Mm-hmm. Like, and my my uncle's kosher. I'll find something. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Oh, look, pretty much. I mean, if you live in L.A. where everybody's got like, I'm this sensitive. I don't eat this part. I'm I don't eat the right. Yeah, like it can get really, really bananas. But yeah, I don't want to raise. I don't want to raise entitled children who are like, "Where's my vegan selection?" It's like probably right. nowhere. But, like, sometimes, you know, uh, Denny's will carry a vegan patty. If not, you're going to eat French fries and a green salad and pasta marinara. And that that's just the amazing. road trip. Exactly. Yeah, it's like party food. Yeah. Uh, that's, like, that's perfect advice. Thanks. Send a snack or your daughter can learn to forage. Well, no, you, you have to send a snack or you speak ahead to the parent. And the fact is, if you're sending them to places where people are like, I don't believe in being vegan, don't let your kid play there. Yeah, if you or don't like stay. them. Or stay. Like, if they're that jerky that they're not going to be accommodating and nice. Sounds like, like you got to move. that's that's it give it all up all of it tell no one (laughs) sarah lewis underscore five says when sheldon and amy reunited how many takes of the kiss did you and jim have to do because it was a really long kiss and then she just wrote (laughs) who um i think she means amy and Sheldon. i think amy went away and sheldon like showed up at her door and it was a very long kiss um, like uncomfortably long, meaning it was funny long. Like someone was like walking through and trying to enter, like, you know, right. kiss a little longer commercial right. kind of length. Oh, yeah. We did many takes. I didn't keep a journal with like, you know, hash marks of how many <laughs> takes we did. Um, but we did many takes as you have to. Five? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trying to get a, trying yeah. answer the question. It's awkward, you know, and Jim's very... Um, you know, he's from Texas. He's a well-mannered boy. So, like, it's awkward to kiss someone that you're not in a relationship with. Like, we're not like, woo, yeah, not and a problem. Also true. So, probably not his favorite thing. This is a very interesting question, which we'd probably have to ask him. Um, yeah, I mean, at that point, like, you know, you're acting. Right. But, yeah, I, I sometimes think of that. Because, like, if you kiss a dude and he's heterosexual and you are, or I don't know what the kids are calling it these days, cis you know, something. Yeah. Um, Regardless, we're going to get hate mail. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sure. No, but like, I always wonder that. Like, oh, if someone's get, like, but it's still a kiss. It's still a sexual erogenous zone. I do think it the separates lips. the real actors from the, like, <laughs> You're going to say dabbled. the real gay people from the people who are like, the maybe. homosexuals. <laughs> because, like, if I had to kiss a girl in a scene, I would, but then there are people that, like, major actors that have to do, like, major love scenes. Rachel Weiss just did Rachel that movie Weiss. where she plays an Orthodox we Jewish woman talking. kissing another Orthodox. Uh, what is it called? Emily's talking through Deception. The, De- something. Disobedience. Disobedience. The Sorry, the other. Movie of 2018. I yeah. didn't watch it. I'm a little nervous to watch it. Yeah, no, it's a whole it's a whole bag. Yeah, anyway. But that's the answer. Is that's the answer. Approximately five, five takes. And Jim Parsons is a pro. <laughs>
Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Soul Man 77. Hi, Mayim. Oh, this Hi. question I rolled my eyes at, but I'm Uh-oh. gonna ask it for you because I feel like this is up your alley. I got nothing. What's your favorite video game ever? Oh, this is a great I'm question. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. While okay, you yeah, this. I'll be here. Um, you know, I I mean, I grew up, I remember when Pong came into my life, and um I I played, you know, <laughs> I loved Qbert. I'm sorry, I Q-Bert. really could I did like Qbert, and um we used to go to this the the cleaners on um on Melrose, I grew up in the Melrose Fairfax area here in LA, and they had a Qbert machine. They had Galaga. Um, I'm oh. also a Miss Pac-Man person. Okay, so nothing new. Yeah. No, no, years. no, no. I mean, I my kids tried to teach me to play Fortnite. We actually posted a video on my YouTube channel. Oof. It makes no sense. I mean, like, I, it's too much. It's too much. It's too real. It everything's not working for me in that. But yeah, I'm more of an old school video game person for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, that's your answer. Soulman, and I mean Tetris, like on a desert island alone. Tetris, Tetris, right now, forever, and any variation <laughs> of Tetris, block yeah. build, crush block, whatever. yeah. But the original with like the Russian, with like the Tchaikovsky music playing, mm-hmm. that's kind of the best for me. I don't think any of us understood the dun, Russian dun, dun, implications, dun, 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 dun. and they had the minarets <laughs> in the background. Amazing. Uh, but also, like, uh, were they spying on us? <laughs> Let's see if that, they can that's solve your, problems. That's your question right now? That's my statement. <laughs> it wasn't even a question. Life lessons, laugh less. Oh, gosh. Life lessons, laugh sessions. Hi, welcome. <laughs> welcome to my cozy store. I'm already so excited for this episode. Double smiley face emoji. What is the advice you'd give young girls who want to go into the sciences but get discouraged because it's stereotyped as a male-dominant field? Love you both so much. Okay, that question is obviously to me. <laughs> What's your advice? Um, I mean, my advice is that um, it is doable and it's possible, but it's not easy. Like, it's true that when you're the literally minority population in any class, uh, depending on your personality, you know, I'm a person who's pretty easily intimidated, which most people are surprised to hear. Um, but that's, you know, that, that that's really going to depend a lot on your your gumption mm-hmm. and, you know, your your ability to kind of push through it. Um, but there, there's really no secret. You know, you, yeah. you do it till you don't. Um, I needed a lot of extra, you know, help and support because a lot of times I was afraid to speak up in class. So I went to like every office hours and, you know, I was that that student. I was that student, too, but that was just so the teacher would think I was trying hard, but I wasn't really. Like, I spent so much time looking like I was trying, <laughs> but I just, I didn't care. I was, like, I was a decent student, but I just, math is so. What? Math is so stupid! No, it's not. It's not. I'm stupid it's at a- math. 
<laughs> I didn't say hard. that either. It's its own language. You know what it is? Math is like, can I just say this? Is like an STD, and here's why. Wow. If you you get one early in life, it can wreck the rest of your life. And <laughs> if you're bad at math early on, like your SAT scores are fucked. Like it fucks your GPA. Yeah. And for the rest of your life, you're like a little crippled, and you have to tell everyone, like, oh, I got a 12 <laughs> in math SATs, and people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to make a life with you. I'm not a great standardized test taker, so I didn't do great on the SATs yes, in general. You did. No, I did it. What did you get? Oh my gosh. What did you get? Was it over 1,200? No. Oh, God. One of them okay. wasn't. Oh, my God. Now you're on. like, oh, she is stupid. No, no. I, I, think, I won't share my score. Well, I don't remember don't how the scores used to go, but no, it was not, you know. You're like, I think 700. I think my best. brother got 1,500 when it was out of 1,600. Yeah. Like, so I wasn't that. Yeah. Who knows what they do now? Is it just a series of emojis and I just, hugs? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone gets a vegan sack lunch. I don't know. <laughs> uh, ah, it's funny. Noodle Sorry. underscore bear 91 says, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given by a peer? That's by a tough, peer? Because only when you're writing Oh, a you book. know what? Oh, you know. Eliza okay. Schlesinger said oh. to me, she said to me, it was like the first time we went out to have coffee, whatever we, whatever beverage we ingested. We had drinks. We had real drinks. And you said, if someone, we were talking about men in particular, and you said, if someone like isn't on board with what you're doing with your life and how like, how, how not aggressive, but how assertive you are in your career, you said, I'm going to quote you, you said, Get the fuck out of my way. That's what you said. No, but it was like, it was so empowering to hear that. That I like was ready to hear me say something very eloquent. No, that. But honestly, it really, it Aww, really touched. No, because I, you. I always have this fear, like, oh, I'm too this, or like, I'm going to offend. And you were just like, yeah, if you can't get on board with me, and I'm dating you, like, get the fuck out of my way. Like, I was like, damn. Wow. Yeah, that was really good advice. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, look I'm at us so now. <laughs> I, I, you solved my existential dilemma of like, do I exist? Like, do people hear when I talk? <laughs> Despite. Yes. Thank you. Oh, I talk about you a lot. I talk about you so much. It's a little so inappropriate. No, it's never inappropriate. Yeah, it's kind of the idea that like, because girls are always like, what about this? Is like, do you enjoy doing what you're doing? Right. He should support it. Obviously not if it's like drug use. Right. Even for like a little well, bit, that's okay. Okay, a little bit. A little bit, right? <laughs> little Sid and Nancy. Who's to judge? This is a specific, I guess my answer for that question a buddy of mine who's a, I don't have a great memory for things and I kind of blow through life like, I know. But I remember my buddy Steve Simone, who has a podcast too called Good Times. He just said to me one day, he just, and look, I've met a lot of successful people, famous people, but most people are full of bullshit. He said this to me, he just goes, you know, you don't have to notice everything. Oh. And he didn't mean it in terms of like, don't be a student, don't. He just meant like, you don't have to take on the yep. burden of everyone because I'm always That's like, smart. And it's actually a nice thing to go through and be like, I just didn't see that or this, and I don't have to take on that energy. Or not assuming that everything's always the, the worst intention. I haven't gotten there yet, but you oh, are right. Okay, so next week. Next week. <laughs> next week. But yes, that's what it is. You don't have to notice everything. That's great. It's not on you. He clearly is not Jewish. Very Italian. <laughs> and I think it was more like, you don't got to notice everything. Right, no. We got to notice everything. Jews got to notice everything. <laughs> How does this affect what is me? It? Um, John Mulaney? Mulaney? Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce it? Mulaney. He said, he's like. Also not Jewish. Right. He said the thing about dating a Jew or being married to a Jewish woman, he's like, you never have to wonder what she's thinking because she tells you. <laughs> like, she walks into a room and she's like, here are the six things that hurt. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. Like, that's amazing. That's amazing because he's like Irish Catholic. No, but he married a Jewish woman. Yeah, exactly. That is hilarious. <laughs> Alicia Frost, can you talk about your time as a child actress and how you handled the success and fame when Blossom was on everyone's televisions, yet you managed to not become a train wreck as many child actors do? Can you name five people who did become train wrecks and do you know them? 
Wow. That last part I made up. Oh, um, well, I will say that I, I, um, I don't know that I need to name them. No, I, that, I, that I can me. think of three people off the top of my head who died, who were in general. Th- well, no, <laughs> wow, no, who were actors when we were all kids, and who I saw, you know, kind of have um, difficulties. You know, I think it's important to realize that it's not only actors who become train wrecks and do lots of drugs and drink and, like, freak out and have weirdness in their teen years. And, and often, you know, it's very often mental health related and people not getting the help that they need. That being said, uh, my parents were really strict. And I think that helped. Yeah. Because um, it really sort of established, you know, that, like, I still have to take the trash out and, like, do my Good school foundation. and all that stuff. Yeah. But I also, it's hard to say that because you don't want to then insinuate that, you know, kids who did drugs or, you know, God forbid, took their life. Right, that they had bad parents. Like, there's a lot. It's a very intricate system. But, you know, it was kind of like a, you know, benign dictatorship in my home. I was raised very, you know, very strict. Right. But, yeah. But also, and you told me this a while ago because everybody, and I get defensive Also, not being popular goes a long way towards protecting you you from drugs and alcohol. When when cool kids aren't offering you shit. (laughs) That's what I tell my boys. I'm like, be nerdier. I promise. Yeah, no one offered me that. Yeah, you know who gets in trouble? Pretty girls. <laughs> That's right. Because everyone's like, here's all the, come have fun. No and yes, in 40 years, this will be Eliza and my podcast. Exactly what we're She's doing like, now. No one's offered me acid <laughs> to this day. But also, you told me this a while ago because people hear your name and they're like, oh, Blossom. You told me this like weird fact that it wasn't actually, what did you say? We weren't that popular. Yeah. We I were not we, a top 20 show. We all remember it as like the show. No. That, I think that would blow people's minds. Yeah, we were on after the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and we had a, a, a slight, you know, fall off from those ratings. We were the highest rated show among African Americans after the Fresh Prince. Because it stayed on. Because <laughs> we, we were on right after Fresh hilarious. Prince. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was obviously a, a you know, a very loved show. Um, yeah, but we weren't, it wasn't like it is now also. There wasn't like Instagram and stuff. Like, I walked around, I right. did things. I mean, it I was very recognizable, but the whole world was different. Like, people were asking for autographs back then. You know, you weren't right. taking selfies with people. It was, They weren't know. suing you because you didn't give one. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I always thought that was interesting because that was like, we all look at it in hindsight like, oh, yeah, huge show, 90s Blossom. And you're like, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it was it was great. We were yeah. never nominated for anything. We mm. never won any awards. You know, we were overlooked really for anything in kind of the critical world. I mean, we weren't a kid's show. We were a family show. Right. But we weren't on the afternoon. Like, we were a nighttime show. And mm-hmm. we had some really great writers and some really amazing stuff. I mean, Don Rio, who created it, was a phenomenal writer. Um, he's still working, you know. Here we That's- are. It was interesting. All the little insights. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna answer this question only because I'm realizing you're answering for me. No, no. <laughs> when I was on Blossom, uh, it's a question about you and I because I know that we've done you know book panels together, and I think you did my podcast the last time. But I, I did. We were at the that place on Melrose, the Improv. Yeah. But now I'm going to answer this for those of you that are listening because this is people say. Uh, sorry, Andy says underscore. <laughs> The underscore at the end kills me. Like, you definitely don't want to be found. How did you meet? You are so different, yet so similar. I admire both of you because you are funny without being disrespectful, and you are a pure joy. Mayim. That was for me, that part. That is you. (laughs) Mayim, I'm Jewish, too, and I love how you show the world our traditions and festivities. Love you, girls. So I'll just—we we we tell the story of how we met. We'll keep it short. I stalked you. You say that as if it—like, stalking has a bad connotation. Okay, sorry. I obsessively followed you and pursued you. You came to—I was playing—I was performing at this L Women in Comedy event. E-L-L-E, the the magazine. magazine. (laughs) Not a Spanish event. (laughs) And— Well, the the kind of backstory was that I had um, had a very bad breakup— 
And um, it was at that time that I started, you know, basically trying to fill my time and my evenings. And I, I, I love comedy and I love stand-up comedy. And I literally happened upon this Eliza Schlesinger, and I was like, Jewish? That name? <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to embarrass you the way I usually do. No, but I, I li- literally, it, it brought a lot of humor and um, wisdom to a time in my life Aww. when I felt really, really weak and really kind of lost. And I felt really empowered by your comedy, and I was asked to do this Elle magazine there to go, and I was like, everything going to be so pretty and I'm so ugly. And then it was like, <laughs> headliner, Eliza Schlesinger. And I was like... Hire the stylist. Get my hair done. I'm going to go meet Eliza. We're stepping out, boys. <laughs> and, yeah, my publicist Aww. dragged me over to meet you. I think I started crying. Your publicist, first of all, the fact that it said headliner, I'm sure we fought <laughs> to get that. I'm like, make sure it says fucking headliner. Well, it got me there. In. You came. There were so many funny women in very, comedy Very there. famous people. I remember Julie Bowen was there. Kate McKinnon. Everyone was there. Mm-hmm. So everyone Oh, it was like, the Ghostbusters ladies, I yes, think. Yes, it was at the time of yeah. that movie. Everybody. Leslie did a set. She broke oh, a light bulb. Oh, man, that was awesome. It was awesome. But it was one of those... Like, every girl there was looking at another woman like, holy fuck, look who's here. I only had eyes for you. I appreciate that <laughs> because the show ended and a publicist, your publicist came up and they were like... Uh, Maya Bialik would like to meet you. And I was like, are you sure? She had to drag me. I was so nervous. I was just like, of course. And that we became, you know, you meet a lot of people at events. And it's like, oh, my God, I'll call you. And it's that very, like, we'll do lunch. No, but we, like, went, we actually did. We did. We hit it off immediately. And we went for drinks. Well, and also I really got to learn about your business side, you know, because obviously I see you as this, like, you know, forgive me, gorgeous. Well, don't forgive me. Like, you know. Gorgeous, no, like gorgeous, hilarious, like empowered. So then to hear like about your life behind it, that was really what that's really what hooked me on you as a person. Like, oh, she's not just like a funny person who's also like really gorgeous and looks cute in those sailor pants. It was like this is a person with like a career plan and like things that she does. And like I just loved how you kind of explained the industry from your perspective. Yeah, I think what we both enjoy about each other is a practicality to being Jewish. (laughs) And we just really dig in with each other. And obviously, you're so smart. I love smart women. And not like in a fake fan. Like, I love smart women. Like, (laughs) you're like a scientist. Like, it doesn't get smarter than that. No, but it's not like we sit around and, like, I explain what, like, you know, the adenosine triphosphate cycle is like. Because I know. I am. No, I think it's it's really fun to meet people also in the industry who, um, you know, have some of the same, like, champagne problems. Like, sure. oh, what do I wear to this thing? Like, oh, I have to pay so much money for a stylist. And like, oh, I have, you know, melasma. How do I get rid of it? I have melasma and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> there is, the answer is you can't. And anyone that says you can is lying. Should I tell the vitiligo story or no? Sure. Okay, real quick. Melasma is a side effect of birth control. It also happens if well, you're Well, it's pregnant. a side effect of any hormonal shift. There you go. I mean, birth control is making your body think that it's pregnant. Right. So that's the same thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a darkening of parts of your skin. And my and I was telling Mayim, we were both talking about how we're not wearing any makeup. I got, I got a little bit of cover up on my melasma. And she goes, I know someone who dated a guy and he had melasma on his penis. And I go, What? <laughs> How, and I'm thinking, do men get melasma? I'm like, how would he have it? And 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 then she goes, he was black. Okay. And I, go, I go, no, no, it's okay. It's not racist. It's not. It's, no, it's okay. I know. But you were saying he was black because I was like, how did you see it? I, this makes sense when we were The punchline. Right. And I go, if he's black, how would you notice it? And that's, who's inspecting that closely down there? And you go, well, they got naked. And I was like, and then it made, became clear that she was referring to vitiligo. So if you were black, yes, it would be like a bright white dick. And I was like, oh, melasma is a darkening vitiligo is a lightning. She's like, oh. And, and in that, that instant, sense. UCLA took back my PhD. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a fun. Anyways, but we, we love each other. We bond. Here's a question. K 
KJB10 for Mayim. I think it was, this question's for Mayim, and then he starts with, as a scientist, as if you had to well, start with you know, for Mayim. double check. We got to double check. Who also, pl- as a scientist who also plays one on TV, how accurate is Big Bang Theory versus real life in general? Oh, and then there was another question about. You mean in terms of, the, I'm assuming he means an, she, it, they. We're going to go with they because we don't know. It okay. sounds like a boy wrote In it, terms of uh, like the science stuff, we actually have a physics consultant on the show who's I in charge figured. of that. Yeah, his name's Dr. David Salzberg. He's a physics professor at UCLA. Um, so he's kind of in charge of a lot of that. Sometimes they'll ask me like, oh, we need a joke about like a stroke. What region of the brain would do this? Right. Um, but, you know, honestly. Mo- <laughs> very good. That's pain and fear. Yeah. I guess that could, yeah, at least good. I knew but yeah, you thing. threw it out there. Uh, a lot of things can be Googled, and a lot of our writers also are very intelligent, and some have science backgrounds, so that kind but of fills it But this requires in. a real... Like, I watch the show, and I'm like, there's no way you're a comedy writer and, like, you fully... Yeah. But oh, no. You have to get a consultant, I mean. No, we have some of our comedy writers who are very, very intelligent wow. in the realms of science. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, Eric Kaplan, he's, uh, I think he has a PhD in, like, philosophy of mind, but, like, trained as a scientist. and Because it's so accessible. There was an episode, because it's such a delicious show. Like, it's such oh. a fun, tasty multicam, and you said it, and it's, it's smart. It's old-school television. It really is. And yeah. there was this one where they went to Mexico, I think, for Sheldon's bachelor <laughs> bachelor party, and the van the got van stuck. Ex- so they had to use different types of physics, That's different right. types, and I thought that was so cool. That was a great episode. That they approached it that way, versus just calling AAA! Right. Exactly. Well, they tried, to fix, they tried to fix the tire, but they couldn't get the car jacked up, so they had to talk about physics. the different physics ways they could get it it's to come It's a really up. good yeah. episode. That's funny. Babies, Jane... Oh, 930. You know what? This is more science. Oh. She's listening. Like, no, please, please. <laughs> the answer is yes, we're doomed. Artificial intelligence will consume us all. Okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, all right. Cassidy J. Charrette. Hi, Mayim. Hi. Uh, <laughs> this is me now. How do you handle the sexism that you face from, you know what, we already answered that question in another way about dominated fields. Get the fuck out of my way. Out of my way. <laughs> Quote me. <laughs> Joe C. Matthews simply asks, what excites you most right now? Wow. I know. Um, wow. Right now. Right now in time, right now in this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Define now, you know. You know, I'm going to say something. It's it's not an ad, but I'm going to say something kind of funny. I mean, I don't know if it's funny. Um, I am kind of clothing challenged. Mm. And I, you know what, I'll just be generic. I started getting clothing in a box that comes once a month. Oh, you can say Stitch Fix. Oh, Stitch Fix. Yeah? What? It's our sponsor. Oh, they won't sponsor me. Well, Stitch Fix. We've asked for them to do stuff on my website. Okay, this, well, anyway. We did not play in this. Stitch Fix is a sponsor. I changed my life. I'm yeah. not even kidding. They're not paying. I wish they would pay me. Hold on. Why are the producers shaking their heads? Why is Emily? Yeah? Get that thumb up there. All right. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> this saves me so much time. Okay, Maya, tell us why you love Stitch <laughs> Fix. Well, um... Honestly, I, I'm clothing challenged, and it's not just that I'm busy and that like, oh, you must be so famous, you can't go to the store. No, I just hate going to the store. Hey, you are not. You are like a dude. And yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I'm totally a dude. You like, are not a girl. I, girl. No, I compare my insides to other people's outsides all the time. So it's like <laughs> if I'm depressed and I go to the store, I'm like, everybody looks so much better than I feel. So I just get depressed and nothing looks good. So you get a box, and there there's a, a styling fee, but honestly, it's called worth it because you customize it. So like, I'm vegan. So I checked off, like, I don't wear leather, I don't wear fur, and I'm like, oh. I don't like sleeveless. So, like, you check that off. It, I, most of the clothes, not now, because now I'm in box gym clothes. Of Hanes they, <laughs> seriously. No, but they send me choices. I, I always select, I don't want anything over $100. Like, I always pick things that are in my, it's like changed my life. Wow. I now have clothing that I get to wear. 
that doesn't make me feel like I do today. Is that not the most ringing endorsement? I made a video. I made a video for my YouTube channel. We have over six hundred thousand subscribers. They're wow. like, eh, not interested. What, what do you, you want from me, people? What do you want, Stitch Fix? That's a real endorsement. Three million people on Instagram who would love to hear about this. Ah, see, I <laughs> you know you're a celebrity. <laughs> there it is. I wrote them a jingle. It's just all my jingles kind of sound the same. Oh, Stitch Fix and Fix that Stitch. Do it. It's at your door. Like they're really bad. Oh. Um, I love. We that. can work on that. <laughs> Uh, the ad wasn't that expensive. But that's what excites me right now. Well, not just like, eh, stage fix. Um, but um, being able to present myself in a way that makes me feel more confident, um, it's that's really huge. great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now it's my turn. Um, what it, what excites you? Thank you for asking. What excites me right now? I'm not going to answer it career-wise because, like, that could always, that's always a roller coaster. You're in kind of a big deal movie. That's pretty exciting. Yes, I am. I'm an instant family. Woo. Um... What excites me right now? That's a great question. Um, I'm excited. Okay, this is this is a shallow answer. Even though I feel kind of gross, I'm excited. I went all through Scotland and the rest of the UK and Wales, and I kind of just something snapped, and I just ate everything. I ate every piece of chocolate. I'm not even a chocolate fan. Every cookie, every scone, every biscuit, <laughs> all with that terrible accent. And I didn't gain as much weight as I thought I would. Oh. And I kept thinking, it's because they have no GMOs in their food. Like, it's healthy biscuits. But I do think there's something to giving your body what it wants all the time. I think I was running on adrenaline. It was just nice to see, like, oh, you can let go for a little bit. Oh, that's nice. And I came home, and I'm like, ooh, my pants are really tight. But then I was like, well, my pants are always tight. It's kind of my thing. So I want to I wanna change the thing that I'm excited about to okay. that. To that? I'm excited that Eliza ate every piece of chocolate and every biscuit. Everything. <laughs> every biscuit. Uh, and I'm excited, I think, um, at the self-delusion of always thinking about how thin I'm going to get. I think as a girl, there's that dangling care of like, I'm going to get so thin. And you're like, after this pizza. But I was excited that I ate as much as I could and I didn't feel as gross as I thought I would. Good. I know you guys wanted us to say, like, it's the dawn of a new era. I'm excited that yeah. the EPA... In that report, gave us like eight years. I'm glad it's not like it's on fire. We're fucked. Like I'm glad we have a chance to change it. Yeah, there's a lot of things I'm unexcited about, but I well, guess no, that wasn't the question. It's a whole other show. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. 
newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. I'm going to ask you this in an abridged way because Emily wanted me to ask this, and I don't want this. Hmm. This long question? Yeah, but we're going to. It's kind of intense. Because you don't really have. Basically, you wrote girling up and you wrote boying up. Yeah. So Charlie Gubert says, as a transgender boy, so I'm assuming that means you've gone from girl to boy. Okay. I'm going to assume that because I don't know and you can't get mad at me. Uh, yes, that, I think that's yeah, what it means. Boy, you yeah. identify as what. Yeah. You the title is what you want to identify. There as. you go. Yep. Is Boying Up the right book for me? I'm actually struggling oh. to figure out if it's a good idea for me to read it. Well, it's not a bad idea, I'll tell you that much. And I would love advice no. for, oh, that's my thing, from the one and only writer, you. That's a really that's a really interesting question. And actually, I was asked this on the book tour. Um, I would say that, that yes. I mean, just as my sons read Girling Up, because I think that there are things that boys can learn from reading Girling Up and there are things that girls can learn from Boying Up, mm-hmm. um, I definitely think if you're someone who's identifying as a boy, um, yeah, I think there's probably a lot in the book that's still going to ring true about our culture of masculinity and all those things that are going to apply to you no matter what yeah. your born biological sex was. I mean, that's like saying, why read anything? Little if bit. I'm not going to like this. I mean, while we're at it, buy both books. And they're great stocking <laughs> stuffers. Because he goes on to say, I'm sort of scared. It's personal. It's not mad about my um. I just know that there are science parts. And as a transgender person, I might oh. get hurt. I'm really dysphoric about my body. There is not a chapter called, if you weren't born with a penis, there's no way you can be a man. Right. And there's no chapter like, if your dick doesn't look like this, right. it ain't going to work. No, we literally have a picture of a pretzel in the diagram of. Which I find offensive. 
Uh, I know it's about breaking stereotypes. Uh, so they struggle with their body. I feel like I'm never enough of a man. Me neither. That, <laughs> so that's actually in the book. Even it. Yeah, no, I definitely think that would be You know what? The, can, can I say, as a non-author of this book, not reading something for fear of discovering information you might not like uh, is ignorant. You well, should read it. It's something that this generation, I can see, might resonate with. Yeah. Like, it might hurt my feelings. If you are a transgender person, like, that's already a super brave thing to do. This book is going to be nothing (laughs) but pleasant. There's nothing. She's not the kind of person that's like, and if you're not on the football team, why'd you even bother? So you're safe. I'm telling you as a doctor, you're safe. Team. Oh, okay. Lexil's, I gotta read these first. Lexi lifts weight, says, My husband and, oh, my husband, and we're gonna both weigh in on these. My husband's family is very religious and can often be sexist. She did not cite the religion because that could be any religion. As a feminist, it's very difficult for me not to speak up in certain conversations, but I'm afraid of embarrassing my extremely non confrontational husband in front of his family. Should I be myself and insert my views, or should I keep quiet knowing my voice likely won't change their minds anyway? Oof. Oh. Uh, I mean, obviously, it, it's important to be yourself, but being yourself doesn't mean you have to notice everything and mm. fight about everything and speak up about everything. Um, you know, you can be right or you can be happy. I've been told that a lot. So Ooh. it's like if you're at a family thing, um, it, it doesn't I, mean, I remember when I was younger, it was harder. Like when someone would say something um, disparaging, it was harder for me to kind of control myself. But now that I'm, you know, 42, almost 43, um, it's kind of like I realize I don't need to fight every fight. No. Even when I was a new mom, people were like, why are you breastfeeding? It's not. It's like, I, I don't need to fight with you. So I don't need to prove myself to you. Yeah. And also, like, especially, I always feel this, the older someone is, the more steadfast they're going to be yeah. in their racist, sexist, whatever views. And I had another podcast about this. Like, someone asked about coming out to their, like, 93-year-old grandma. I'm like, gives a shit. Yeah. You know, if, well, are they I, controlling your trust but fund? I think Well, and I think also, like, there's a level of uncomfortableness that if you are not comfortable, that's when you get into the kitchen do some dishes, be helpful, say I'm going to take a walk. You don't need to yeah. be around it, around it. But, you know, like I said, you don't need to also make everything your bandstand. There's that. Yeah. And also, by the way, and look, we don't know what you're dealing with or who or whatever. The less you, when you don't take on every single fight, the ones that you choose, the battles that you do choose, I think are heard that much louder. Ooh. Not to mix metaphors. Like when you are like an activist, when you're constantly on people about stuff, it becomes white noise. But yeah. like... I can tell you, like, I take up very specific causes and people all the time will be like, can you tweet about my charity? And I think I'm like, first of all, I don't know if you're lying. Second of all, if I'm always saying donate to this, donate to this, people stop hearing it. And it loses its power. It does. It's, you know, you want to be selective and want to be selective. Yeah. And I think also like, um, you know, genetics. Well, I was just thinking about like with your book, like with Girl Logic, like, you know, there are a lot of things that you could you know, talk about, write about, do stand up about, but you've been really selective. And I think it's really allowed you to hone a very specific perspective. You know, you're welcome. I also have like a lot of thoughts about like unicorn frappuccinos and that'll be your next book. That'll be my next book. Brittany P 1987. Whoops. A daisy says I'm dealing with fertility. I'm dealing with fertility issues, which thankfully aren't too bad, but what's the best way to tell people it's none of their business when they ask, when are we having kids? Or better yet, the family and friends that do know give me the sad eyes when they find out, I guess, that she has issues. Anytime I say anything, I sound rude and I'm not trying to be. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. So yeah, stay out of my uterus. Stay out of my uterus, government. Well, stay out of my uterus, fr- friends <laughs> loving and friends and family. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I, I, my instinct would be to make a joke and be like, oh, would you like me just to FaceTime you next time we're about to have sex? Yeah. <laughs> I think women get so offended 
when people bring up the baby thing, it's such a natural thing to ask. You know, we can't pretend like women are the only ones that can have babies. So people get so offended. And I think people get offended because they feel they're not living up to someone else's timeline. Sure. I get not offended. I get bored. I'm like, don't know. Don't have an answer. I'm not even being rude. I just I hadn't thought about it. Well, and I think also like the notion that people are going to give you sad eyes. That's just sort of the human experience. And a lot of times people they don't know how to react. You know, you get to also kind of you know, find your own comfort level and realize you don't have to take care of other people's feelings about it. And a lot of times it's just people's uncomfortableness. But yeah, someone said to me the other day, I was being interviewed for something and she was like, so do you think like you'll find more, you'll find love again and have more kids? I was like, oh no. Well, I mean, what I wanted to be is like, it's not your business. I was like, lady, I'm almost 43. Like I can barely walk up the stairs without pain. Do you think I'm going to carry a baby and birth it? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Really up the stairs without pain? Like, you know, my knee hurts. No, you know what I mean? Like, it's like things start hurting after 40. It's like, like, Where's the end goal that I like we move off to the Riviera and I have like a quiver full of children? Yeah. Well, or like say to my children from, you know, my my marriage, like, hey, guys, I know like your life's been kind of rough. We got divorced and everything. Let's bring a brand new baby into the equation because society thinks I should. Yeah. Well, it's all about my happiness, isn't it? Uh, I believe it is all about mine. I can barely handle it. My husband's been out of town a lot, and everyone's always like, where is he? When's he coming back? And I'm like, I don't know. This doesn't sound like it's about me, though. So call him. And the house is quiet. Leave me alone. This is very quiet. He's so quiet, though. Mm -hmm, That's true. But I get to sing my songs even louder to the dog. Um, I just ran into someone who's a friend of yours who I sat next to at your wedding. And he wanted to apologize because he and his wife got into a huge fight at your wedding. And I didn't even notice. Michael? Oh, yeah, he told me he ran into you. Yeah, Sorry. but he explained the whole thing about how— They got in a fight? Anyway, they got in a fight at your wedding. At my wedding, Michael? <laughs> oh, you know what? If my friends listen to this podcast, they'd be upset we were talking about him now. But there's no way he even knows I do this, even though I can see his office from this window. Oh, is that right? They moved. Oh, yeah, I but guess they, so. they did. I was there yesterday. Yeah. Um, I think weddings bring that out in people. And you know what? <laughs> well, I, I was... said, what better? Oh, no, they were fighting about their in the, their wedding Well, now at your wedding. Well, now they are we- their wedding. Well, and I said now to him, married. like, what better place to fight with your fiancé than at mm. someone else's wedding? Exquisite wedding. It was great. Also, they got married, and I missed it because I was on tour. And because I'm friends with the groom, he, like, didn't care. Oh. That's the benefit. Like, women. Dude, were, oh, friends. He was like, Fine. Uh, and I was like, we'll take you guys out to dinner. Like, there was no, like, we are very close But the woman would be like, but can you come to the shower? Can you come to the second shower? Can you oh, come to the bachelorette? I cashed <laughs> in on that. Every girl, I'm like, you guys got to be at these things because I don't ask for much. I had a big shower. And we had fries. And we didn't tell anybody. <laughs> Whitney. Whitney, no Instagram. With already fighting the female add-on to everything you do, i.e. female comedian. I think you mean E.G. How do you feel about having Jewish also thrown in there, especially as people who do definitely, I'm sorry, as people who do identify with their Jewish heritage, but clearly it isn't the only noteworthy characteristic? Wow. I think it is IE. EG is, um, for example, IE is, is in other words. So it was EG. Oh, yeah. It's... What's important is that I think I was right. Um, How do you feel about having Jewish also thrown in there? I mean, I think it's, yeah, well, I think it depends on the context. Like, when when Eliza (laughs) Schlesinger, no, like, when Eliza Schlesinger is featured in the Jewish Journal, it's, like, Jewish comedian. And there's also a female version of the word comedian. It's comedian. I know. Okay. So, actor, actress. Um, I... I think it can be accusatory if, like, it's like an article that has nothing to do with it. And it's like Jewish actor, liberal, globalist. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a euphemism for mm. uh, the enemy. Sometimes when people use it like that. Yeah, 
I, I guess it depends. You always have to look at context. I think yeah. a big part of what's wrong in our world is nobody ever looks at context and people get there's offended. There's no more context. There's no more subtlety and there's no more nuance. There's no, yeah, I really do. I, I don't like female comedian because it's antiquated and people do it. I'm like, right. oh, you're kind of dumb. <laughs> there was on my Wikipedia page, it was like, she's from Dallas. She is Jewish. And I'm like, what? We got to say something to me? <laughs> As a Jew, you're always like, and what? But... I think people are just trying to give a full, a better picture. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, like for me, like I really wear my Jewishness on, on my face as it were. And like, you know, I usually wear like a Jewish star and yeah. So like, I'm pretty vocal about, you know, being Jewish, but also like, I mean, we're pretty proud that you're on our team. So it's like, anytime I mention you, I'm like, she's Jewish. She's Jewish too. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I think, I think you use it to your advantage. Everybody does this, whether it's your color or your religion or whatever, you are allowed to pick and choose when it works for you. So I'll say it as a way of bonding with someone else. Right. It depends if you're if are you citing those things to give context or are you just citing it and it's not ancillary. If you're like Schlesinger, who's Jewish by the way, <laughs> also was at the rally. It's like, hmm, what yeah. is that? Versus Unless it's a rally for you know the anti defamation league. Right. right. So it always depends on who's writing it. Look them up. See what their background. And also, is. you know, kids today they love their labels. You know, they love to be like, I'm this, and I, you know, like, they like to have a name for it. But also, like, I'm none of those things at the same time. That's right. Yeah, like, what's it called? Like, um, you know, gender fluid. I just just called it, like, (laughs) I was a boyish girl. And I'm like, if I were born now, I'd be like, I'm gender fluid. Somebody explained it to me the other day. I had a fan, and I, forgive me for those listening, she said a name, it was like agender or something, and it was the Mm. idea, she identified as that, and it was a girl, (laughs) and she was there with her boy gay roommate, and she... She just looked like a girl. She did. She didn't come off as really butch or she right, just was right. like a girl with long hair. And she was like, she goes, I'm eight, whatever it was. Right. And I go, tell me what that means. Because you have to be able to ask a question. Oh, yeah. And she goes, simply, it just means that on any given day, I wake up not necessarily identifying as a boy, uh, identifying with women or men. And I go, who does? Right. And I was like, maybe I'm gender. She's like, maybe. Yeah, I, I read an article by someone and it was like, you know, I never felt right when I would get all dressed up in dresses, and now I know why. And I was like, I never feel right now. Like, am am I gay? But now you have <laughs> like, stitch fix. Yeah, my ex boyfriend was like, maybe you are gay. <laughs> it was growing up. It was such a thing to assign. Like, I'm wearing a yeah. sports bra. Maybe you're gay. It's like right. maybe I don't want to get knocked out by my own boobs. It's so easy to be like they're gay. It's like or things, just like wearing shorts. Things were simpler then. Simpler times. <laughs> Kelsey underscore cast and eleven says weirdest beauty trend you've tried. Um, no rest of the sentence. Well, I mean, it's like people, I read, I this showed up in my feed. Someone, they call it like a sperm facial, but not because it's sperm, just because it like smells bad. Oh. It's like, oh, no. Was it good? I haven't done the like, the fish eating your feet thing. I've done that. Oh, you have? I oh, yes, you have. so loud. Yeah, I don't want that. Oh, my God. It didn't hurt, but I it would, is weird. I would cry out of uncomfortableness. I've done like um, detox body wrap things, but that's not that exciting. That's not... No, I'm sorry. I don't have any weird exciting So I was thinking thing. like makeup, like contouring, whatever. I remember, remember when hair feathers were in? Like, yes. I was Who so. could forget? I couldn't and I wish they were still in in like a witchy woman kind of way. Bring it back. I was so into them. It's like still on my Etsy account, all the orders I had because they were like rooster feathers. I have them in my headshot when I had a show on CBS. I was wow. like, there's no way this will ever be off trend. I'm going to put them in the headshot. <laughs> so if I excused all the headshots, I have feathers. That's what you thought would never be off trend? I didn't want it to. I was like, this is so fucking cool. Very I mean, magnetic. like you could say that about like a strand of pearls, but like feathers I in your hair. I knew it would, hair. but I kind of didn't care because I was like, I'm in my 20s. No one's going to judge this. 
Uh, DJ Douglas386 says, who would win in a fight, Blossom or Amy? Also, who would win between Six and Penny? Oh, my. And yes, this assumes they would all become friends because they all probably would. But if they did fight. I'm going to take Blossom over Amy. She's a kid. I'm going to take Penny over Six. Definitely Penny over Six. Yeah. Oh. Strong shoulders, that Kaylee Cuoco. She, but she's also like, she's that character. Yeah. She's supposed definitely to... been in fights in high yeah. school over like boys. Yeah, and possibly in college. Yeah. That character didn't go to college. Okay, but that age. Fair, fair enough. Uh, yeah, six, Genevon Oi, too cute. But it's, you know. it's spelled like the number, though. This They're spelled it like Nikki. Yeah, I don't think this is. This is just a dude trying to get Okay, but I'm just, I want fighting. everyone to know that the name six it. on Blossom was because that's how many beers her father said it took. Six. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, Maybe was... she would win. <laughs> <laughs> Trashy genetics. Uh, and you say Blossom versus Amy. You say Blossom, although a child, Amy. Yeah, I'm picturing more like a, yeah. Blossom like my dimensions, like an adult. <laughs> Like an adult blossom. Yeah. Blossom into a... a yeah, I mean, a child would rarely win a fight against a grown woman, but, well... Yeah, I guess it depends. Yeah, I mean... Okay, well, you've really given us something to think about, DJ Douglas386. <sighs> Ebean43 says, What's the best thing about having slash raising two boys? Both you ladies are amazing and inspirational. Okay, I'll set this one out. <laughs> Go ahead, Maya. What were the adjectives? What's the best... Oh, amazing and inspirational. Um, well, What's I mean, I, as, as boyish as I am, I've never been a boy. And so there's really fun things that you get to learn about boys. Yeah. They think their penises are hilarious for I a do too. good number of years. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it ends. Like really, they think it's hilarious. No, I guess maybe it doesn't end, but there's Mm-mm. something really funny when they find it so funny. Not like I'm witnessing everything, but you know, I'll hear them laughing or they'll be like talking or teasing and like, it's just funny to see kind of the inner workings of like the boy brain. the other, you know, the other half. Am the I allowed side. to say that? I'm like, oh, we're going to get hate mail. It's not half, but, you, you know. know what I, no, I, totally, totally. You know what I think about? I read something. What was it the other day? Oh, also wrestling. I love wrestling. And you so now I have wrestling. children to, like, put in a headlock and stuff. You're a very hands-on mother. I'm, and I'm very uh, aggressive, some might say. Like, the first time I, I made my son, like, tap out, I put a knee on his solar plexus, and he was like, Ow! They're like, I know where other like, things are, too. It's like, oh, I know I'm your hurting. whole anatomy. I'm hurting him. Uh, wait, what were you just, we were just saying. Sorry. No, no, I, I oh, it, we can edit this part About out. boys. Oh, you know, it's because we're always trying to figure out the opposite sex, right? And there, there's just things that are hardwired, you know, and obviously we make these sweeping statements like men are quiet and women are talking, mm-hmm. whatever. But I have a whole career because of these sweeping assumptions. <laughs> but like, I think about, the times in my life, this is, like, so weird to say that, like, where I've been the horniest. Like, yes. maybe, like, right before you get off or, like, right when you think yeah. someone's so hot and you're just, like, super turned on. And I'm like, this is how dudes walk around, like, when they're at zero. <laughs> I don't think I could handle being a dude. Well, for a certain number of years, uh, I have I have heard that it can be very distracting. Have you watched Big Mouth? Have to watch it. It's a John Mulaney, Nick Kroll cartoon. Oh, I'm plugging it. No, I haven't watched that. I think you'd like it because it's brilliant. Oh, well, I love him. But they're like, dudes are out of 10. Like, oh, she rubbed my thigh. Oh, my God. Gotta fuck. So Scott's like, no, maybe not. Yeah, well, that's not what it's like having a 10 and 13-year-old. But I'll check in next year. Yeah, check in. All right, we're going to wrap it up because I don't want to keep you too long. Also, my throat hurts. (laughs) What kind of sandwich, little bear, little bear, asks, best represents you? Hmm. I think a mock tuna. <laughs> What's that made of? Like taro? Um, no, it's made of um, 
mashed chickpeas with vegan mayonnaise and dice pickles. Well, but why? <laughs> Just because it's vegan? Um, well, it's it's vegan. Mm. Um, it's salty. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's it's versatile, meaning it can be a sandwich. It could be a dip. Just eat it right out of the bowl. Doesn't You're a versatile t- woman. I'm a versatile woman, and I'm <laughs> I'm not easy like that. But right. like it's it's simple. You know what I mean? Like it's like three it's three things put them, yeah, like three things put them in a bowl and you get something fun, but it didn't take a lot of work to get there. But it also did cuz you had to go to like a specialty vegan store to get the fit. It's just a can of garbanzo beans. At the end of the day it's simple. Okay, the vegan A's, yeah, but they sell that at, you know. Okay. Ralph's. Seemingly simple but actually complicated but also and simple in its complexity. Salty and like Jewy cuz it's salty. <laughs> cuz it's a fish and there's pickles. <laughs> it's a whipped up fish. <laughs> uh mine would be a knuckle sandwich. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, mine would be, I don't know, and I was having a debate with Scott about this. I love yellow mustard. It's my only condiment. I'm not huh. a mayonnaise person because hmm. I don't think Jews eat mayonnaise, really. Hate it. What? You hate no, it? Ju- hate mustard. My sandwich would be, okay, you know, I'm just going to say something of it. When you go to like Carnegie Deli or something, they give you like really, not Carnegie Deli, the other one, Katz's or something. I would, I don't know. A deli. I want to say one of those sandwiches that's got like too much meat on it. Yeah. Like corned beef? Yeah, because it's too much. Then you take the other home for the next two days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to answer questions. sandwiches I like to eat. I also love this a good club fun. sandwich, but without the third layer of bread in the middle. It's not needed. I don't need that. No. On no one does. No, I don't need it. All right. Last question. Closing it out. Teresa B. says, Mayim, what's more powerful, the brain or the heart? And then she says, Eliza, what was your favorite subject in school? Wow. Mayim, go first. What's more powerful? Well, not to be a nerd, but it kind of depends on how you define power. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the heart is something that, um, gosh, you know, can make people lose their mind, take their life. Um, You know, uh, it's very, very powerful. But the brain is also powerful because it's in charge of everything that is, you know, processed when you're in love. So I guess the brain. I guess the brain, I would also agree, because the heart can make you sad. It can make you stalk someone. But your brain has the final decision. It and your brain's clouded. regulating all that. Hopefully. Yeah. What was your favorite subject? Um, You know, I really liked physics. Ooh. I was not great. I was really bad at chemistry, so I did not like that. I really like physics. I always like science. I always did. And I'm pretty good at, like, Jeopardy. Um, I'm actually really bad at Jeopardy. Oh, my God. It's not my thing. I always forget to say what is. Right. I would mess up that part. Um, So I I think I really enjoyed physics, and I was also, I I took a Chaucer class, and I, for some reason, really enjoyed Chaucer, and a lot of people know like this about Canterbury me. Tales, one that appeared with that the story. So yeah, well, yes, you know, a little bit. And I have that memorized. We both have this memorized. We, we have, talked about we this. Have, this Sorry. is like a nerdy school requirement. We both have the prologue. That's from the right. Canterbury one Tales that. Memorized. Well, we'll Let's not do it. People. Okay, another show because it's like I feel like I always find a way to bring it up. That's like when you're possibly that's our best celebrity thing about each other. That we both we both know the beginning of Canterbury, Canterbury Tales, Tales in Old English. In old English, Middle English. I don't remember. You know what? I think it was Old English because I think Middle all you. Is it Middle English? I think it was Old English because I think Middle English is like almost impossible to read. Okay. Time for, I also really liked English. I liked all the subjects I was good at. She liked everything she was good at. Except for math. Sorry. Time for Top of the Cob, which I thought meant corn cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. (laughs) Not a corn cob. Not a corn cob. A cobbler. Because you can't take a bite like that. I mean... There's a one could argue there's a top and a bottom of a corn cob. There is. I mean one never mind. 
One could argue, but no one would listen to that argument. <laughs> That's true. Cobbler, do you know, are you are you familiar with the pod and what Top yeah. of the Cob is referring yeah. to? I'm ready. What well, Top you... of the Cob is the crispy part. The best part. The bottom is the mushy part. Right. Yeah. Which is, has its merits. Okay, what do you want first? What's your Top of the Cob? Okay, it's about my cat. I'm ready. Um, so I, I, <laughs> I have four cats, but one of them is a happy drooler, mm-hmm. and I love it. Like, if I'm resting my hand and he puts his head, um, like, to nap on my hand, it's hot drool. Cat drool. Cat drool. And, like, I'll I'll have, like, a wet, <laughs> a little wet circle on my chest when he lays on my chest and drools. It It's such a definitive way to know that he's happy. And he's I think relaxed. I really like, yeah, like, it's that. more than just purring. Like, mm. it's like, there's purring, and then there's, like, I'm going to let saliva fall out of my cat mouth onto you that's how happy like that's, that's how, bliss it's bliss it's bliss it's also his blatant disregard for <laughs> your sanitary because needs. it's about him he's a cat you know but that's what we want for our pets true story i can hear blanche this is not my top of the cob but she does little grandma snores because <laughs> she passes out and you'll just hear like <clears throat> and i'm just like oh you're dreaming about being anyone's pet but that's mine. almost my top of the cob now the little sounds that blanche makes i will record it for you and send it to you <laughs> i want it um, my top of the cob. This is so okay. My mom went to the Aspen Ideas Festival. It was Aspen Institute. She went to it's like a TED Talk thing, and they go every year. My stepdad and her are very involved with these things. And she went to something and she bought this skincare. There was a skincare line there, and it was very expensive. And she told me all about it. And you know, this is what some women spend their money on. And not when you buy like a skincare product or system, you don't need everything in it. Like, it's not everybody needs toner or cleanser or whatever. And there was this wand that came with it. And she was like, I'm going to give it to you. And I was like, okay. So she plugged it in for me. She came to visit for Thanksgiving, plugged it in. Say more about this wand. I'm going to tell you. It's called, well, I don't know if I like it yet, but it's called Sapphire, which is a stupid name. But sounds like a vibrator. It looks like a vibrator. Okay. She plugged it in by my bed and it is like just this blue like stick. And I (laughs) had to tell my mate, I'm like, no S vibrator. Like, I don't know. No S vibrator. I I didn't want to make the gesture, but. What I love about it, and this is such a tacky thing, but I don't care. So you use it, and it's really for acne, which I don't have, but she said it could help you with your melasma. Melasma. <laughs> and it's an infrared blue light. And she's like, you do it if it's 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, but that's it's a called, big ass. Is Sapphire a blue stone? It's the name of the thing. But that's a blue stone, right? Yeah, yes. But, right, okay. but yes, yes, Sorry. it is. <laughs> so, yes, it is. So I was doing it, and I was sitting there. I had it on my face, and I'm laying there, and I'm like, what is this? Is this bullshit? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. I want to see what this is because she gave it to me. I'm not saying she paid this. Like, I think the guy that was doing it liked you gave it to her. Guess how much this wand retails for? $300. (laughs) $4,000? And I'm going to use it every day for the rest of my life. You're going to invite me over. We're going to use it together. Absolutely. For that price. It has to be real for that price. My mom does not have that kind of money. I don't know how she got it. I don't fell off the back of a truck. I am using the fuck out of this thing. That's amazing. Until my lips burn off. I like this story. That's my top. That's of the pretty good. Four thousand dollar vibrator. And me with my cat drool. You know, it's simple. We things. have different lives. We have different lives. What is your bottom of the cob? Okay, this is like a re- <laughs> it's a really good bad thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you'll relate. You know when you, like, I don't wear fancy underwear. We're just going to say that first. Okay. Everybody needs to know that. It's important for the story. Everybody needs to know I that. don't wear fancy underwear. It's mm. just not my thing. I like it to cover most of both butt cheeks. <laughs> and I'm curvy, so we got to have, like, you know, it's just, you know. Full coverage. For fancy occasions, fine. But generally speaking, I don't wear fancy underwear. 
Um, but I did buy some that like don't have seams, you know, because uh-huh. like then you know there's well right or for things that are like silky and you uh-huh. don't want it to show. So um, I-, I didn't get them at a fancy store, but like this was fancy for me. They had like a couple of rhinestones at the thing, at, like at the Whoa. front, you know, but just like sapphires. plain colors, uh-huh. right? Not sapphires. So I had to wear a skirt and it was good. And I put on the undies that don't have seams because the skirt would show it. And I'm like going about my day. And about two hours into my day, I realized that like there's no more elastic in any part <laughs> of the underwear. Meaning I didn't buy like high quality. And so obviously it just like sat in my drawer. And by the time I got around to wearing it, it had just like run out of all of its elastic. So all day, and I it, like, feel like corroded or no, something. No, it's, it's just like not a great quality. And it was like kind of spandexy or whatever. So like all day, I'm feeling like I gotta like pull up my gut. You wore like, it out. You wore out. I your was elastic. out and about. You I, were at that point, there was rock no going. Co- there was no, there was no going commando at that point. Never. But like all day, I'm like, are they gonna fall? It felt like I was wearing training pants that were gonna fall. Oh my God. Sorry. Where are you shopping? That's not <laughs> I, Stitch Fix. I go no, that was not. Um, honestly, like I, I like um Ross and Marshalls and those kind of places, and I like the underwear aisle. Not anymore. Not anymore. That's hilarious. That you so, were and then, so active. When when I t- <laughs> was it when I took them off, you could tell like they didn't have the normal form of underwear. They were all like saggy baggy. Help me! <laughs> Help me! All right, that's a legit bottom of the cob. Saggy undies, <laughs> yeah. saggy bottom biscuit holders. <laughs> Well, mine pales in comparison, and I feel bad because this has nothing to do with you, and I'm not going to make eye contact. Vegetables at Thanksgiving. I know that's your entire No, they're the worst. Okay. No, but they're the worst. I catered my whole Thanksgiving for my whole family, and I wanted to make sure for, like, my one uncle who's kosher, you have to have somebody's without butter. So I was like, I'll just get some sides. And that part's almost irrelevant uh, because I was just getting stuff, and I was like, you know what? I'll get roasted root vegetables and green beans. No one ate no. So expensive. Nobody fucking wants it. They no. want marshmallows, carbs. They, carbs. Want, they want carbs, and Corn if bread. you like meat, they want meat. Honestly, yeah. uh, this year I did a broccoli cauliflower <laughs> vegan cheese bake, and that mm. was actually kind of fun. Like, that was good. Sounds good. But everything you make, it gets soggy. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants it because everything else is better. I'm with you. And that string bean thing, I'm Jewish. We don't do that. Like, ca- I don't well, know from It that. wasn't a casserole. It was just string beans. No, I understand. String beans are not a Jewish thing. Uh, the, with the cream of mushroom and stuff, we don't oh, know that. from that. Yeah. It's like Betty Crocker, <laughs> exactly. Middle America. No. No, but any vegetable, you're right. I'm with you on this. And, and we I were like, should we do way. Brussels? I'm like, I'm not. The only thing I'll do with vegetables is like, I make butternut squash soup. All the vegetables are pureed. They're sweet. Everybody eats them that way. My aunt does a butternut squash soup every year. And I think people tolerate it. I happen to love it. And this year mm. I was like, there will be no soup. We're going right for the good stuff. I didn't do the soup. I have been eating off out of a thing of root vegetables since Thanksgiving because I, had, I bought so I much. had some of these cornbread stuffing and mashed potatoes oh. and yams and vegan roasts today for lunch. Yeah. At work. It's almost like, it's like, oh, you want to cater your family? Well, you're going to eat it. And then the broccoli and cauliflower, which literally my older son loves it. So he had some. No one else touched it. So I got I a whole have. tray of it. I am down for like a cauliflower pizza. I put too, it by in the, the way. freezer and I was like, can you freeze cauliflower? Let's find out. If I were doing you a favor and taking you home today, I'd come in and get some. You are because we're closer to my canyon than yours. I, I have to go home. We'll take you to my house. No, but it's out of my way. I'll just Uber from here. Don't worry. Okay. Not an ad for you Uber. Can afford an Uber helicopter. What? Just so you know. Like, I got off the phone with you. You're like, can I get a ride? And I, I was like, we're literally by my canyon. I'll just we're take We're going to talk about fine. it. I don't okay. want people to know where you live. Yep. <laughs> my Bialik. <laughs> 
tell us what times we can find Big Bang Theory. I'm just kidding. You I guys honestly watch. don't. I think I don't even. Maybe Thursday night. It's literally on almost every channel oh, yeah. that syndicates you, every night on CBS. You can't not watch every it. channel, every iPad, everything. But I will say, I have a website called Grok Nation where I do a lot of my writing, plug it for and I you. YouTube channel. It's better if I plug it. Oh, go ahead. She's got a website. I do Stitch Grok Fix. Me. You do me. She got a website called Grok Nation. She tackles difficult questions, fun questions, scientific questions. She's got a YouTube channel with over three million subscribers. You can find her on Instagram at myambialic. Grok Nation. You can do all these things. Um, she's a fascinating, fun person, not just to follow, but to be friends with. Don't be jealous. Aww. And I love you. I love you too. And this was great. Yay. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza.